0: Hello, welcome to Power and It's Drum Magazine. I am your host, Coran LaTigra. It is March the 3rd, Thursday, March the 3rd. I can't believe that we're already in March already. I mean, just what, two, three months ago, we were, three, four months ago, we were in Christmas holiday season. <laughs> and, you know, I got to get this off my mind. I, I didn't get a chance to do any videos between September and December. So I just want to say sorry for that. But I also want to say very Merry, Belated Christmas and Happy, Happy New Year. You're early for uh, this year, uh, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to get that out. Hope you guys had a great holiday season. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to what's going on this year. Um, a lot of things are happening. Concert season's opening up. A lot of bands are playing tours, so forth. Uh, we're going to try to take Power & Pounders out on the road and do some uh, live recordings and interview bands and musicians. And so I'm looking forward to the summer. So missed you guys. If you're new to the channel, subscribe. Just hit that subscribe button. Be a much appreciated. Well, my guest today, I tell you, it's been a long time coming. We were talking earlier. And I met this brother uh, about four years ago at a, at a Christian uh, festival. And uh, he saw what I was doing with um, interviewing and everything. He really gave me the encouragement to keep doing it. And so I don't know why it took four years to get an interview with him. <laughs> but he, he's a very busy guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so but I just want to welcome uh, Dave Cruz. He's the host of the Covenant Metal Show. Um, and you can check that out. I put the, the website and the link down in the description. You can check out his show. And uh, it's mainly talking about Christian bands from back in the day to now. And he's got a great show. So I just want to welcome Dave. How you doing, Dave? Welcome to Power & Pounders.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure and honor to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it's, uh, you know, like I said, man, it, it's, been, it's been a while since we've seen each other and talked to each other. And we've been trying to connect over the last... Couple of we we've, we've been connecting mainly on Facebook, but yeah, you know, just to get a uh, an interview with you, you know, like I said, you're a very busy guy. Thank you for taking the time out, um, you know, and everything.
1: Yeah this is uh this is different for me because normally I'm I'm the one interviewing people you know and, and it's I've been interviewed a couple of times but uh yeah. it's it's just always weird like oh wow you know I feel special somebody wants to know about me you know
0: yeah yeah so before before we get into you know your show and everything mm-hmm. take me back to basically how did you get started in music uh cuz I saw one video um you were singing in yeah. the, in a band, and um, so how did that all start? Did you, are you you're a singer, are you a singer? You guitar mm-hmm. player? How how did that start? In music uh,
1: <laughs> well, I fiddle around on guitar, but I don't call myself a guitar player. I'm not very good at all. Um, I, I stuck with singing, man, because I I you know I just don't have the patience really to sit down and actually learn to play an instrument. Yeah, uh, but I I I have a big interest in drums. Okay. so you know uh maybe someday i can get it like a little electronic kit or something yeah just yeah. Just, just bang on it whenever um but i grew up uh you know on 80s heavy metal i grew up in the 80s you know and all the hair bands back then and stuff like that uh you know first band i ever got into was Def leopard okay and uh that's, first that's- first concert was motley <laughs> crew <Yeah>. and uh <laughs> You know, so there was that. And, uh, yeah, I was in a couple of bands um, in in the past. There was one in 2005 that was a secular heavy metal band. And then uh, I've only been in like one real Christian band. It was like a thrash metal band. And um, we put out one very poorly produced studio album. (laughs) But, uh, you know, to this day, it blows my mind that people actually liked it. Because yeah, yeah, personally, yeah. I can't listen to it. Because I know in my head how the songs were supposed to sound. But, um, you know, it's all good. It's, it was a learning experience. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a passion for music. Um, pretty much, you know, primarily for me, it's rock and metal. But I do enjoy other styles of music. Um, yeah. I do like some country. Um, I do like some uh, a little bit of hip-hop. Okay. I never really got much into rap. Yeah. Um. Well, back in the '80s when it first came out, before it went all gangster and everything, uh, like Beastie Boys and Run DMC, I was into you know that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, you know, I I just enjoy music overall. And uh, as far as uh doing my show, uh, another interest I always had was was radio. I always found myself as a kid, you know, listening to the radio and. Mm listening to uh, Casey Kason's top 40 oh,
0: you yeah, know, yeah.
1: <laughs> on on the weekends yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd sit there and and I had a little boom box and I would put like a tape cassette in there and just just record songs off the radio oh yeah and I sometimes I takes. would sit there and pretend that I was a DJ <laughs> you know and introduce the songs and uh yeah. I I don't know I just never did anything about it I, I didn't go to school for it or anything like that and just kind of pushed it aside. And, you know, fast forward to uh, the end of 2014 Mm -hmm. and the Lord kept putting it on my heart. You know, uh, I want you to do a radio show. I want you to do a radio show. And I kept asking, are are you sure this is what you really want me to do, Lord? Yes, this is what I want you to do. I want you to play music, but I also want you to share the word of God. And I want you to have an altar call at the end of the show, inviting people to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I listened to a few other shows, and I saw what other people were doing. And I was like, okay, now I know what I need to do because these people aren't doing it. And uh, so uh, I I was like, okay, Lord, if I'm going to do this, I need a really cool name. And the word covenant kept coming to me. And I sat down one day, and I'm like, Covenant Metal Show? Hey, that, that sounds cool. That, that's <laughs> yeah. got a ring to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there you go. January of 2015, the Covenant Metal Show was born, and here we are over seven wow. years later.
0: Wow. Now, yeah. you, you you had mentioned, you know, your, your first band. Now, did you take lessons at that time, no. or you were just like, you
1: know? I, <laughs> well, uh. I gradually got better at singing my very first band. I was, I was horrible. I really was not a very good singer. Yeah. And, uh, the second band I was in, I pulled it off, but they wanted me to sing a certain way that really was not natural for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, my singing style, I mean, I can, I can hit highs, not too well, but I mean, I can, you know, I can sing like 80s style heavy metal okay. and, uh, I can sing, yeah. uh, you know i could sing stuff like uh uh like uh, well one band that i really like is alter bridge
0: okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah stuff like that guys, yeah. yeah those guys are awesome man so oh, you yeah. you wouldn't like the, the the death metal you know the king diamonds and the, you know the uh, well
1: the- you know it's it's weird man because uh it's funny you mentioned that because like before i came to christ i was into to like uh real heavy you know m- type metal yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was I was really into Slayer yeah. Meta- Metallica and uh King Diamond. I did listen to King Diamond. I really got into him yeah. uh, cuz I really liked his falsettos, you know, and uh but you know, I I just I don't listen to that stuff anymore. Yeah. But um yeah, it's uh I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, when you mentioned Def Leppard, um that that was actually what got me into rock the the, the, the power mania album
1: yeah wow uh, for I'm me the, it was hysteria uh, I, I came yeah. in a little bit later okay, you came in yeah. a little
0: later yeah I, I that album when I heard that album I'm like who is this you know because I grew up in RB Funk you know Motown you know oh that, yeah that's, that's pretty much oh what dude I, grew I love Motown from. yeah yeah I mean that's how I started my first my first uh concert that I went to go see was um the Jackson five and Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah. Wow. The Jackson so- Five had opened up for Ike and Tina Turner and you know, and Michael, he was like maybe twelve at the time. Oh my this gosh. Was, dude, this was like this was probably nineteen seventy six, seventy-five, seventy-six. You're dating
1: yourself there, so, my friend. Hey, man, I don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's all right, bro.
1: <laughs> nah, it's, it's that's cool. I mean, yeah. seriously, uh, so, you're probably the only person I've come across who can <clears throat> say, hey, I saw the Jackson 5.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I was, you know, I think I was an 11 at the time. And that when I saw that, you know, of course, being a drummer, you know, oh, I'm looking at the drums, like, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to I perform. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, but Def Leppard is really what got me into metal. You know, and that 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 whole power Mania. I still kind of listen to that album today. You know, it, it, I mean, even though it was what, I got 44? it
1: behind I got it behind me in, on vinyl.
0: <laughs> okay. I, got the first, I still every, got the, the first cassette. First four albums are on
1: vinyl. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I still got the cassette, man. You know. Oh so, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if I was to find a Walkman somewhere, you know, on a swamp meter, you could probably still play it. But yeah, mm-hmm. now you can go on YouTube but um yeah okay so basically you know you you didn't obviously you didn't make it as a drummer because you said you wanted to play drums so that didn't happen right
1: <laughs> no no it didn't okay and uh you know I, I just figured singing you know uh because yeah. you know I would just listen to like I said listen to stuff on the radio yeah. or play play my tapes and sing along to the songs and whatnot and uh you know, and obviously, like like most teenage kids, you know, I had these dreams. Oh, man, I want to put a band together someday and be like a big rock star and, yeah. you know, have all the girls and everything <laughs> and whatnot. But nah, that didn't happen. I'm glad yeah. it didn't. But, yeah, you yeah. know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I know. Um, so now that, you know, you when did you become a Christian? How did that all happen for you in? um. Musically-wise, how, how did the music affect that change in becoming a Christian? Where did, you, did you listen to the music first and go, you start listening to Christian bands and then, or you gave your life to Christ first and then you started to, you, you left the, the secular metal and you wanted to hear the same sound but something more edifying? Right.
1: How did that all happen? Well, like you said, you know, I came to Christ first. And then it wasn't until uh, about maybe four years after I came to Christ that I started getting into Christian metal. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it it was kind of a, you know, a slow transition for me of letting go of of my old self, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, because I would say up until two weeks before I gave my life to Christ, I was I was a totally different person back then. Uh, this was in uh, the fall of 2001, so I gave my life to Christ in like November of 2001. Uh, so just over 20 years now. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very abusive father, and uh, there just really wasn't you know any love in the home. And, um, but, uh, in my early twenties, I, uh, was partying all the time and drinking and, and just doing drugs. And, um, in the mid nineties, I, I was for about two years, I was addicted to uh, meth Mm -hmm. and, uh, ended up losing my job and, and my apartment had nowhere to go. And that was a big wake up call for me. I was literally homeless on the streets And it just scared the, the tar out of me, you know? And, um, uh, I just, I quit cold Turkey, stopped doing the drugs, stopped hanging out with people that did it. And then, um, just, you know, things went downhill, you know, I mean, I was in my twenties and, you know, just chasing after girls and, uh, you know, just sleeping around with any girl that would have me kind of thing. And, um, uh, we get to like, uh, 2000, 2001. And, uh, I was partying again. I was living with my sister and my brother-in-law. They weren't married at the time, but, uh, they had a house out and I moved in and rented a room from them. And every weekend we were partying. And, uh, so I was getting drunk every weekend. Girls were coming over. I was sleeping with girls and we were smoking weed. And it was just, I don't know. It, It was, uh, It wasn't like, I I wasn't one of those people that did that stuff to escape my problems. I just did it because it was there and it was something to do. Um, And um, then uh, about two weeks before I came to the Lord, I woke up one morning and it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it was just out of nowhere. I don't want to, I don't want to drink and party anymore. I don't want to smoke weed. I don't want to sleep around with girls I don't want to, I'm done. I don't want to do any of this anymore. And I didn't know it at the time, but the Lord was already working in me. And so, uh, about two weeks after, after that, some friends of mine, uh, they're like, Dave, come to church with us. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to go. It's not my thing. You know, and they kept bugging me, bugging me. Come on, man. Just, just come check it out. You know? So finally I said, look, if you guys get off my back about it, you know, uh, I'll go and they're like okay yeah no problem. So I went with them and uh <laughs> this is where the story gets really really uh interesting and really like wow amazing because uh the day that I went to church is also the day that I met my wife. Yeah. And uh so we went to the young adult Bible study and My wife was in there. She was like an usher sitting people at the desk, at the Mm -hmm. tables and whatnot. And there's a little stage, a little band playing some music and stuff like that. And um, uh, so I sat down with my friends at the table and and she had just happened to come over and sat at the table with us. We got to chatting a little bit and whatnot. And it was weird for the first time in my life, I was able to look at at a, at a girl and not have sexual thoughts about her you know I looked at her and I I noticed she, her beautiful eyes her beautiful smile her great personality and she just had this glow about her and I just found it amazing and so after um, uh, after uh, bible study you know I was I told her I said well I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna take off i'm gonna head out you know it was nice meeting you and everything she's like no 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 you got to come to to service (laughs) i mean i could not get rid of her you know (laughs) she's like you got to come to service and i'm like all right all right fine so i come to service and we sit down she's like oh sit by me and i'm like okay you know this doesn't happen
0: to me yeah
1: and you know uh I, to this day, I don't remember what the sermon was about, yeah, but I do oh. remember that whatever it was the pastor was saying, and this was a huge church, I mean, one mm-hmm. of those it looked like it was built in the sixties, but you go inside, it was a huge sanctuary, wow. and they had oh yeah, that with the balconies up in the top and everything, yeah um <laughs> and uh I don't remember what the sermon was about, but I remember I was taking a good, hard look at my life. And I realized the emptiness that I had inside, and I realized, you know, that that you know I had done all these bad things with the partying and drinking and sleeping around and all that. And um, by this point, it was the end of the sermon, and the pastor was—he um, invited people to come up to the altar there and, and uh, give their lives to Christ. And I knew in my heart I need to do this. And by this point. I was crying, man. I mean, just wow. tears streaming down my face. Yeah. I was crying. I was bawling. So I went down, went up to the altar, and uh, just that was it. Gave my life to Christ. I, I surrendered everything. I laid it all at his feet and accepted him as my Lord and Savior, man. And uh, best thing I ever, best choice I ever made, man.
0: Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, and that that's that's pretty much how it starts. You know, I mean, Christ comes in, somebody invites you to church, and he always gets you when you're down and out, when, you, when you're at your bottom. Oh, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know because I, I came to Christ through actually suicide thoughts. Oh, wow. That's how, I, that's how I gave my life to the Lord. And, you know, it's that void, man. When you're out trying to pursue a career, you're out, especially in music, or music, modeling, whatever, and if things don't happen, or maybe a relationship, that doesn't happen, just like stuff in general that a person tries to do and doesn't work out, that's the first thing you think about, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's actually worse than doing it, because every negative thing that comes, you're always going to think, oh, I'm just, I, wanna, I just want to kill myself because this didn't happen. And so, you know, the Lord got a hold of me, and I came to the Lord late in '97 at Calvary Costa Mesa here in California. And um, you know, Greg Laurie.
1: You know, oh yeah, I love was, him.
0: Yeah, he was doing Monday yeah. nights, man, and he was talking about how Christ can fulfill that void in a person's life, you know. And even if you had it all, like like Solomon. <laughs> It's yeah. still empty. What did he say? Vanity, vanity, man. Everything's empty. So you know, I mean, in, so now that you know, you became a Christian, did you start getting plugged in to ministry, or how how did that work?
1: Um. Well, uh, you know, like I said, it was it was a good four years. About towards the end of two thousand five, I started uh, finding. Um, you know Christian metal bands, and I remember um, uh, I had gone into one of those uh, old record stores, and uh, there was a couple of tapes in there, and I was just like, and they had this thing, you know, they had headphones and little tape players and CD players that you could you, you can listen to the album before you buy it, which yeah, I thought that yeah, was I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, and uh, so <laughs> I found. I found uh, tourniquets, psychosurgery okay. on tape cassette, and I found uh, uh, mortification. Um, I think it was Scrolls of the Megaloth, and then I found Guardian Miracle Mile, which is my favorite album by them. And isn't it weird? Like, uh, uh, just just kind of a side note here that the first song you hear from a band. It's always going to be your favorite. Yeah. The first album you hear from a band is always going to be your favorite. Yeah.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you go back 20 years later and listen to it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, so, so there was that. And then, you know, it went on to uh, a friend had got me into power metal and okay. uh, symphonic metal. And uh, so I got into like Theocracy and Divine Fire and Narnia and just yeah. big, I'm a big fan of Christian Liljegren. I love everything he's yeah. done. Yeah. And uh, um, and Rob Rock, he's he's my number one. He's 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 my number one favorite yeah. vocalist. Okay. But uh, it, it really, I didn't think much at all about ministry mm-hmm. until I started the Covenant Metal Show in 2015. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Now, how how did that come about? As far as like, you know, God gave you a vision to do it, and you, you said, "What was the process of that?" You, you start getting did you do research of some of the bands or you kind of, how, how,
1: what was that like? When you first uh, I, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine at the time, uh, also a Christian and uh, he had like a little studio at his house and I just ran the idea by him. And I said, I have no idea how to do this. I just know the Lord wants me to do it. And I said, uh, I guess I need like a producer. He says, I'll be your producer. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And so for the first, uh, I guess, six episodes of the the Covenant Metal Show, uh, we were recording them at his house, okay. and he was re- he had Pro Tools, and he was recording everything on Pro Tools and whatnot, and you know, putting the sound effects in and the background music and all that. And um, and I would sit and because we would record everything, and then I would sit there and watch him go through and edit and whatnot, and I picked up stuff and I learned just from watching him. And uh, we ended up having a a falling out over differences of, you know, creative uh, differences because every episode he wanted to throw his music in there. And I'm like, the show's not about you, brother. You know, I don't mind playing, you know, one of your songs once in a blue moon, man, but like every episode, no, come on. And he didn't like Striper. And it's like, I wanted to play a striper song he's like oh can we do something else and it was just you know yeah so we decided you know just respectfully and amicably uh we parted ways and so i was like okay well i need to find a uh you know get a microphone so a friend of mine had hooked me up and i, I still have it uh okay and just show you real quick this is just a decoration now on my desk. Oh, okay, yeah. But this is this is one of those blue, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, wow. that that thing is heavy. Actually, it's it's got some weight to it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. But
1: uh, but I uh, I quickly learned. I did. I, I watched tutorial videos on YouTube <laughs> on uh, how to use. Um, I use Audacity, and uh, I don't record my show anymore. Up until, like, say, a month or two ago, yeah. I was recording my show. And uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go live. And it, going live is so much fun. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I but haven't done that one yet. I, I was kind of scared at first because I'm like, you know, going live. If you make a mistake, yeah. it's, there, it's yeah. there. You can't go back You can't go <laughs> you back, can't go back yeah. There,
0: there's, <laughs> there's no editing. Go live. There's
1: no editing, no. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so pretty much since... Uh, 2015 I, i've been producing my own show and uh stuff like that And as far as interviews i would do it like how we're doing you know mm-hmm. uh record it and air it later yeah. and stuff like that but uh yeah and i try to use it as a ministry i've bought bibles before and given bibles out to people uh especially you know brand new believers um i was going to festivals whenever i could christian you know metal festivals and uh just meeting bands just uh networking with people yeah, and um, yeah. stuff like that so yeah. yeah
0: so you have you have two two shows right the, the the metal the covenant metal show and then you have a radio program yeah
1: well uh uh the other one is called out of the grave with rob and dave okay and it's a talk show and uh, uh, my buddy Rob Weddle and myself, we do that, and that one airs on radio.com. We call okay. it the GRR, the GRR, yeah. and that's Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central. And uh, what it is is we have people come on, share their testimony about their life before Christ, how they came to Christ, and what Christ has done in their life since. Mm-hmm. So, um so and that, yeah. we we got like I think fifteen episodes under our belt so far, so okay. hasn't okay. been around too long.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I tell you, man, here's okay. So here's been one of my biggest frustrations in the Christian metal scene. Mm-hmm. Um, one that's just not lack of exposure in in today's Compared to back in the day, we're talking 80s when, when Striper was up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were up there with the Motley Cruz, the Rats, the Dawkins, the Van Halen. I mean, they, Billboard, like number one, number two, they were at least in the top five. Oh, yeah. You know? And so, but, and I look at that and I go, wow, that was in the 80s when metal, I think today's metal is a lot more heavier than back then.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, you know? yes, it is
0: <laughs> but but you know it's just where what where's all the Christian metal bands and and why isn't there any uh resources out there? because it just seems like secular market is you, you know, and maybe their bands are like like uh, Demon Hunter, which I, I love Demon Hunter. Oh yeah. Um, uh, of course, the, I call them the Godfathers of, of Christian Metal, Living Sacrifice. Yeah. You know? um, yep. And when I first became a believer, you know, after saying okay, I'm done with the testaments, the mega deaths, and so forth, I wonder who's out there, who's out yeah. there. And I came across, you know, Disciple, Disciple, and and um, man, wow, it, it's it's so many recon. So oh many, yeah, so many bands, you know, that I didn't even heard, heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody's heard of Striper. I mean, he... he, he oh
1: yeah, well, so. that, yeah, you know, that's that's all thanks to MTV. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, And you know, I mean, I'm, I like Creams Right, even though they're not they're not you know a Christian metal Christian band, but still. Um, but it seems like what what happened? Why is it there are a lot of resources out there for Christian metal? For
1: uh, I would probably think that that has a lot to do with uh, the fat, the label Christian. Okay. There are people out there, they'll they'll sun away from that, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why you find a lot of these newer bands. There are a lot of Christian, you know, rock and metal bands out there mm-hmm. that do not openly label themselves as a Christian band, and I've even had bands say tell me that they don't uh. Put that label on themselves because it limits them it limits yeah. uh where they can play it limits their audience uh you know and they figure okay well you know we can uh reach a bigger audience if people think that we're just like a regular you know mainstream type band
0: yeah
1: and um and, and the way i look at it is like look you mm-hmm. know um, okay, you can be a Christian in a secular band, sure, no problem. There, there's secular bands out there that do have Christian members. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like look at Iron Maiden, Nico mm-hmm. McBrain, the drummer, yeah. he's a Christian. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, the the way I see it though is, if you're gonna sing about the Lord and you're gonna have you know, uh, godly spiritual lyrics, mm-hmm. then you need to put your faith out there. Be bold about it. Yes, we are a Christian band. Yes, we are Christians. Yes, we share the word of God on stage. We, we, you know, we pray for people after the show. Things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's that's another big pet peeve of mine too. Some of these bands that don't want to label themselves as a Christian band because they're afraid. Oh, we may lose following, or we may lose. You know, and, and what did the Bible say? Jesus said if you deny me before men, I would deny you before my father. You know, yeah. so it's like I, I get the, the the fact that you know as far as notoriety, you know, it and all that. So basically a person a band can say, Well, we're Christians, but we don't label themselves as a Christian band. We're Christians mm-hmm. that just happen to be, you know in a band but we're not a christian band
1: you You, you know know, it's it's funny that you just said that because and i'm sure you you probably heard this i'm sure you did because a lot of people heard this i think it was maybe two or three years ago now uh michael sweet from striper Mm -hmm. uh it was somebody had interviewed him or he had uh posted it on facebook or something like that but basically he said that uh Striper is not a Christian band. Striper is a rock band with Christian members, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Dude, you guys have been around like what, almost 40 years, and and yeah. you are you are known as being a Christian band, and now yeah. all of a sudden, all these years later, you're saying you're a rock band with Christian members, not a Christian band. Yeah. It's like, come come on, man, you know,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't know why why it is. I mean, why be ashamed of that? Yeah. You know, because people need to see. And like you say, people, no, I don't think people are going to go out and start throwing Bibles like Striper did in the day and, and anything. But I mean, why not represent Christ? You know, And but the thing is, and I think you said it in one of your interviews, you were interviewing a group of guys. And then one thing that I've always said that, and I think one of the guys said it too, you're going to be a Christian metal band, you got to bring your A game. Oh, yeah. Because you can't you can't you can't be um, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you, you can't be weak. Right. If, you, if you're going to put yourself out there as a Christian, person, you got you got to live up to the standard of the Metallicas, the Megadeths, the Slayers. And there are probably some, you know, gothic bands that aren't Christian that can probably st- compete with those guys. I don't oh, yeah. you know or some deaf Christian, I don't even know the deaf metal Christian term. You know, <laughs> but I, I'm sure that especially in Europe, you know, I mean, because I lived in Europe for a while, but it's like you gotta bring your A game, man, you know, and and, and I, I get it, you know, you, there's a certain standard that you have to try to try to live up to. And maybe a right. band doesn't want to say they're a Christian band i don't understand i, I would never, never
1: understand that yeah i you know i don't get it either um because man there was one festival that i did go to in 2018 that was um shortly after sacravox music fest this was uh, the very first chains on chain festival in missouri and That whole entire weekend, oh my goodness, man. You felt the Holy Spirit all over that place. Mm -hmm. People were up there giving their testimonies. They were sharing Christ. The bands were preaching from the stage. And um, uh, it was just amazing. And I was like, I remember leaving there thinking, this is how all these festivals need to be. You know, Uh, they all need to be like this. And I was just blown away that it was their very first festival and you wouldn't have even known because everything was done perfectly nothing at all went wrong and it was like you know they had a staging area for the bands to set up their stuff and get it ready to go up on the stage and man they were on it as soon as the band was done tore everything down got it off the stage got the next band up there and all set Mm -hmm. up and everything and it just went smooth like that and you know and in between yeah somebody would get on the microphone talk to the crowd you know and 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 witness to them and things like that and um i was just immensely impressed man
0: yeah and
1: oh yeah and and I have even gone uh, and seen uh, a few Christian bands play in uh, you know like secular venues, like even mm-hmm. even uh, even playing in bars, and um, you know, and I I commend those bands because they're not afraid to go out to where the lost is. Exactly. you know yeah. because yeah, I'm yeah. one of those I'm one of those people like like you were saying earlier you know about these bands that only will play in churches and it's like well you're preaching to the choir you yeah. know what I mean it's like yeah. most of these people are probably already saved yeah. and you know and there's nothing wrong with that you want to play at a church go ahead play at a church yeah. but but don't be too, don't be scared to go out to you know a bar yeah. or a club somewhere and play yeah. Because there's lots of people out there, man. They need to hear the word of God. They need to know that Jesus loves them and that he'll forgive their sins and that they can have a rich, rewarding life in Christ. They yeah. need to know that. And they're not going to get that if these bands aren't brave enough to go out there and do that.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, too, if you're going to do that, you definitely got to have some accountability. Yes. You, you can't go out to a club. Because you know it's going to be, you know, alcohol, right? And, and maybe, which is another issue as far as bands that don't want to, only want to play in the church. That's another pet peeve of mine. Get out there and not mm-hmm. not just play at the church. Yep. But you know, I get it as far as maybe somebody in that band came from an alcohol problem, or they invite some fans to a club. You know, maybe that may stumble them. I, I I get all that, you know. But at the same time, you you got to go out, but you got to have some accountability. Maybe yes. a pastor, you know, some people from church that can keep you accountable. You know, especially if you came from that background. If you came yeah. from that, came out of that out of that background where you were in a secular band and you did the whole club thing. Now you become a Christian and you want to do that again. But on a you know sanctification thing and and and, and so forth, you got to have some accountability, right?
1: Know?
0: But I, I do agree with you, man. It, it, some of these bands, I think they just they just want to stay in the church, you know. Yeah. And and I don't know. Now you're in Arizona, right? Yes. Okay. What what's the scene out there like? What's the what's the the local scene like, or is there a scene?
1: Uh, you know. That's the thing is is (laughs) i really i i really don't go anywhere you know and rarely do i go and see any shows like Mm -hmm. i i live an hour south of phoenix in a tiny little town in the middle of the desert so there's nothing here (laughs) and uh but (laughs) i have gone and seen bands up in phoenix um i think the last time i went and saw a band play it was it was actually it was a christian band i really don't go, go see secular bands play um but uh it it was at a bar and um it was a band called Images of Eden okay, and uh, oh yeah. yeah i'm i'm good friends with those guys yeah. i've seen them probably 3 3 times now yeah, yeah, yeah
0: and friends.
1: uh yeah. oh yeah and uh those guys you know they came from uh their singer he came from you know uh alcoholism mm-hmm. and he he conquered that and, and when he came to the lord and I, he's one of the very few, you know, like you, you hang out with this guy. All he's going to do is tell you how much he loves you and how much Jesus loves you. And he's just on fire for the Lord, man. It just, it's awesome. And he, he's not afraid to talk about Jesus on stage. They'll be between songs and he'll just, he'll just start doing that, you know? But, uh, and that was pretty much it. So, um, If there, I'm I'm sure there's got to be some you know Christian metal bands up in the Phoenix area. But if there is, I don't know. I haven't heard of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's it's kind of like that here. You know, I would just go say even non non metal bands, just Christian bands in general. There's no resources out here. I don't know yeah. where, other than they advertise on church and you know, and I, I get the, the, the whole radio thing when they advertise concerts and stuff, but it it there just seems to be some it has to be some type of outlet to where we can Go look at a, a, a magazine or go online about a band playing. It just it seems to be nothing. Now, in California, now maybe back east, that may come well, in the southeast, maybe that's completely different.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the, the one part of the, the United States really that um, I do know has a huge uh, Christian metal scene is the Midwest.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And that's that's where a lot of these festivals are. You know, you got yeah. Audio Feed in Illinois, then you got Kingdom Come Festival, and you got Chains on Chain, and then in Arkansas, you got Rock in the River. So, okay. um, you know, there's there's a lot of those, and um, uh, and one thing also is, and and I'm not sure, I'm I'm just guessing at this, but uh, some of that might have to do with the venues if they find that you're because I've, I've, I've had friends that were in, in Christian bands in the past mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, we can't play at that venue because they found out we're a Christian band and they don't want that kind of stuff there. They don't want preaching on the stage. And they and this one venue told us, you know, hey, people are here to drink, not, not, not have church. And it's like, OK, wow. You know? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think about those bands that say, well, we let our music do the preaching rather than in between uh, songs. I think it's
1: a, it's a cop-out. Okay, yeah, that's, okay. that's the way I see it. It's, it's an excuse. Oh, the music, it's, they'll, they'll, just, they'll get it from the music. Mm. Really?
0: Yeah. Really.
1: <laughs> you, you probably know as well as I do. Yeah, yeah. Can you understand when somebody's sitting there going, <laughs> you know, or, or growling and screaming? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: You
1: I'm know, like, well, the, of, because you're
0: listening to the music first before you even exactly. think about the lyrics. You're thinking about the heavy guitar riff, you know, the, the killer double bass stuff. You I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 maybe the lyrics that come later, you know, mm-hmm. you're thinking about the arrangements of the song, you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, I don't kind of agree with that either. I think you do have to, kind of have to do that because um, that's what we did when I was in Russia. We used to do outreaches and in between songs, you know, the guitar player would, would share, mm-hmm. you know, and he would he would talk about how, you know, you need Christ and so forth. Or somebody in the band would share, you know, we we would go into prisons and all that kind of stuff over there, man. It, it was awesome, you know? So, but, um, yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm like I say, it's just been a big thing for me over the past See, it, And I years. try to remind
1: people, too, man, is that, you know, Jesus didn't just hang out with the disciples. Jesus didn't just hang out with people that worshipped him and followed him, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, look. Jesus hung out with sinners. He hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes. He hung out with like the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. you know, because that was that was that was his purpose. was going out and reaching these people, yeah. you know, yeah. and sharing the gospel or well, sharing the good news with them,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: and yeah, because yeah, he he was the gospel. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, I, I I um, what would you say? Especially in the times that we're living in, what what words of encouragement that you can give someone, especially in this day and age, you know, with everything changing and all so forth, what words of encouragement can you give a person that's searching, you know, and they just can't find it; they they just feel empty inside. What 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 can you what your words can you give that person to to know that there is truth there is a god and he loves you what what would you say to that
1: (laughs) uh wow um (laughs) well basically i would i would just tell people you know that uh you know don't don't give up you know because things may seem bleak at times and and troublesome and uh definitely you know don't live in fear Don't live in fear. We got far too many people doing that nowadays. And don't live in fear, you know, because uh, fear is not of the Lord. And uh, the main thing I want to let people know, though, uh, Corey, is I want to let them know that no matter what they've done in their life, no matter where they've been, uh, no matter how bad they think they've been, uh, that there is nothing that God cannot and will not forgive. He will forgive everything, everything you've ever done. Uh, you know, there's 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 people out there have done some really bad things, and you know what? They came to the Lord. He forgave them of it, and uh, He can do the same for you. And uh, just search your heart, search your heart, and you know what? If you have to ask God to make Himself known to you, and He will, He will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when that happens, just surrender your life to the Lord. And let me tell you, I mean, when you do that and you open yourself completely and totally to having Jesus come in and live inside you and, and, uh, be in your life, then, I mean, he can make you a, a new creation, a new person, you know, he'll take all your pain away. He'll take all your hurt, uh, you know, and just I don't know, man. It's hard to to, to explain, but you know the joy you, you, you felt it, and I felt yeah, it before yeah. the, the joy of the Lord and yeah. and especially you know I love when when I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, because man, that's that's a feeling you get that you don't want that to go away. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you, yeah. Know? you know, but that, that that would be my advice.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't mean that. Everything's gonna be perfect either. No. You know, no, if anything, no. it's gonna get worse, unfortunately. But you know, when you go through those 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 difficult times, you know, before we became a Christian, we didn't use the word trial. We just said we're just going through something, you know. Well, we didn't, we well, didn't use it, the a it, Christian.
1: If you were going to court for something <laughs> bad you did, then then you had the word trial.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. I mean, but we, we, you know, when we before, we, we didn't use these terms, you know. Now, Now, you know, everything now, oh, it's a trial. You didn't use it before, so why are you using it now? You knew it's the same, but what I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, it is. It is. It's a great life, but it's not gonna just because a person's a Christian or they became a Christian, it's not gonna mean that everything's gonna be peachy peaches and cream. You know? No, you're not gonna walk through the tulips and
1: it's, 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 <laughs> Tip, <it's, laughs> tiptoe through the
0: tulips. Yeah, it, that's not just that's not gonna happen. You know, I mean, but the thing is, you are standing up for the for especially in this day and age, where mm. it just seems like everything that that's of faith especially in the christian belief is just getting shot down you know oh yeah and so we we really got to just be bold man and just just keep preaching just keep just keep sharing keep loving you know and and everything
1: well and it's and it's also like i've heard people say and and it is true is you know when you're living your life as a sinner And you're just sitting and doing all these bad things and whatnot, making bad decisions and so forth. You know, uh, Satan's not going to bug you too much because because he's got you. He's already got you. He 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 knows you're going to do whatever he tempts you to do. But. When you give your life to Christ, oh man, you just made Satan angry. Yeah. He's going to yeah. come after you. He's going to try to tempt you. He's going to try to tell you that oh, you made a bad mistake going to the Lord, and yeah. and blah blah blah. And and that that is is basically part of like what you were saying that it it it, it sometimes it gets worse when you come mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. But what we can't forget, no matter how bad things get, is that you know we can always always go to the lord lord i'm struggling here lord i'm being tempted you know lord uh uh this this you know i'm in this horrible situation i need your help mm-hmm. you can go to the lord with anything anything anytime
0: exactly. exactly Yep. so what what's what's next for you man what um what you got coming up these days radio show and, and everything
1: uh i just keep doing what i'm doing basically yeah. uh you know, I got the the Covenant Metal Show. Uh, if I could just let everybody know yep, where and yep. when, okay, all right. Go
0: ahead and plug it. We we'll put the put the description, the website. Uh, make sure that gets on the um, in the description box. But yeah, go ahead and plug it out, man.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, uh, the Covenant Metal Show airs uh, live twice a week, uh, Wednesdays at two p.m. Pacific. Uh, on the Metal Onslaught online radio. That's on Live 365. Um, I tell people, you know, because the link is really long and it's got a bunch of numbers at the end. um, uh, Which, I mean, you know, yeah, you can paste that if you want, but I I usually tell people, I'm like, just go to Live365.com, click on Listen, then click on Search, type in The Metal, and then The Metal Onslaught is the first one that pops up. Just click on that and you're there. Uh, So, uh wednesdays at 2 p.m and then on fridays at 5 p.m central um i'm on uh gospel you just simple just go there and you can tune in 5 p.m central uh and uh that that's that's that and then uh my talk show out of the grave with rob and dave okay. that is uh on gospelrockinradio.com wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. So oh, wow. there you go. And uh you can find uh the Covenant Metal Show um and Out of the Grave with Robin Dave. You can find those on Facebook. Uh just you know, give us a like. Um and Covenant Metal Show is also on Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe to that. And uh yeah, there you go, man.
0: You got you got can't forget now. You got the T-shirt. You got a cool logo. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. See, see. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's so weird, man. Because like the previous logo, a buddy of mine made that for me off of a based off an idea I had, yeah. and it's like the explosion. There's two guitars crossed yeah, like yeah, this yeah. with a dove above it, and uh, I don't know. It was like a week or so ago. I just had this idea. You know, it's a picture in my head of like the the, the biker patch design. Yeah. And uh, so I went with that, and uh, my good brother uh, Anthony Gober from Christianbanshirts.com, uh, he sent me the, uh, the the cross with the skull on it, and uh, another friend of mine, he fixed the lettering for me because I had it kind of kind of italicized. and uh, but yeah, Christianbanshirts.com, uh, got Covenant Metal Show Merch there, T-shirts, hoodies, coffee muds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ChristianBandShirts.com. There's also uh, merch there from uh, a lot of bands. You know, Mortification, Vengeance Rising, Grave Robber, Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you name it, man. You know all those guys. So, oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. See, I told you guys he was busy. Yeah, <laughs> I told you it's a blessing trying to get him an interview. See what all he's got. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot going on man i, I feel uh, honored I, just to have the last it's 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 know, a labor of love minutes, man 45 minutes with him. <laughs> it's
1: it's a labor of love man it really is uh doing what i do and uh it's just funny because like i'm one of those people every once in a while i'll be like okay i need to take a day off dave needs a dave needs a break you know yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll try to take a day off and somebody will message me hey dave can you do this for me can you do that for me and i'm like yeah sure okay fine i'll do it for you you know
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's part of it man well man it's been great talking to you man i know you got yeah to go, you too got to go to your show get that get prepared for that but uh let's try to connect again man you know and um i would love to do some follow-up. Maybe I, hopefully maybe there can be another concert out here sometime and you know, or or you can try to connect on a physical level because a lot of concert seasons open up. I don't know if you um you know about NAM. Um it's in June this year. Usually it's in I have January. always
1: wanted to go to that, but um people <coughs> have told me that it's very expensive to go to it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I'll let you know. I'll give you some uh I, I have something for you. So okay, cool. Uh, maybe, maybe, but yeah, I'll send you a link to that. But yeah, yeah, this in June, June third through the fifth. Okay, and it's the first one we've had in two years. You know, so yeah. The la- actually, the last one was January of 2020. Oh, okay. That, that was the one. That was the last one I went to, and of course, they didn't have it last year. They did the like kind of like an online thing, like a virtual Nam.
1: Yeah, you it's know. not the same, right? No, it's not the same.
0: <laughs> but this year they're gonna have they're gonna have physical NAM and
1: right know, on. Um, yeah, and that's one thing that I'm getting happy about too is I'm seeing more and more places are lifting the mandates, man. Yeah, and and that's good. It's yeah. about time, about especially time. out here,
0: man. Especially out here. I oh yeah, The last, you know. So you know how it is, man. It's 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 a political. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I like the shirt. I like the shirt, man. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So you yeah. try
0: to sell those. <laughs>
1: no, well, I can't actually because yeah. uh there's, oh, okay. there's 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 these two guys, they're they're twins, they're brothers. They got yeah. a, a channel on uh YouTube called the Hodge twins. They're the okay. Hodge twins, and these guys uh they're really funny. They use a little bit of language here and there, yeah. but they're really funny they will take like political things and talk about them and then just kind of make fun of everything. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's real comical. And uh, a friend of mine like got a friend of mine, <laughs> bought me this shirt for my birthday last year. So. <laughs>
0: wow, okay. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday, man. Oh, um, well, thank you. And so, all right, dude, well, I'm gonna let you go get ready for your program. And uh, it's great talking with you.
1: Absolutely. And, you uh, too.
0: We, we're, we'll be in contact and um, just keep, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Thanks for the encouragement to me, you know, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing.
1: You as well, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. God bless.
0: All right, you too. Thanks for watching Power and Pounders on YouTube and Facebook. You can also listen to the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. God bless.